Hi, and welcome to New Books and Genocide Studies, part of the New Books Network of podcasts. My name is Kelly McFall from Newman University, and I'm the host of the show. I'm thrilled today to be talking with Hans Lukas Kieser, author of an outstanding new biography of Talat Pasha. Kieser offers a distinctive perspective on the history surrounding the First World War by examining it from the perspective of Istanbul, by focusing on Ottoman decisions and visions, especially that of the leading member of the Committee of Union and Progress, Kieser is able to shed new light on the mass violence against the Armenians and other Christian minorities during the war. It's a fascinating book, and I learned a lot from it. I'm looking forward to talking with Hans Lukas about the book today. So, Hans Lukas, welcome, and thanks for joining us in New Books and Genocide Studies. Yeah, hi, Kelly. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for this opportunity to talk on the book. Well, it's a great book, and I'm looking forward to chatting about it. So, but before we do that, maybe you could just say something about um, about yourself and how you became a, a, an academic and, and how you became interested in, in the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, that uh, was was quite a long uh, way. Uh, I, I was a student of history at the University of Zurich uh, in the eighties, and uh, that was uh, just after the. Uh, military uh, putsch mm. in uh, in Turkey, you know the great military putsch uh, with uh, with a repression, especially on 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 the on uh, on the youth, on on a university youth of activists, and many fled to Europe, also to Switzerland, and that was then an encounter for me with these uh, uh, with such uh, people coming to Basel, and I had then moved to Basel. And uh, so uh, suddenly history became, became, became different. Uh, it got some uh, much more urgency for me because nobody could really explain me all the whole background. So, so it, uh, for me, uh, history in, 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 in its full contemporary sense and, and, and Turkish history, Middle Eastern history, started with encounters in a worker's uh, uh, neighborhood in the in the town of Basel, and uh, it took years until I started then to do real research. At the end of the eighties, uh, I went then to Paris because there were was a, were good uh, opportunities to study also Ottoman the Ottoman language, and uh, yeah, so um, I started then really to become uh, a historian of the modern. Uh, Near East, as we say in Europe, and uh, of Turkey, especially Turkey as the successor state of the Ottoman Empire, and uh, started in a way to read, uh, to to write books that I had wanted to read uh, in in the early eighties, uh, and uh, and where I had felt a real lack of um, of of uh, intellectual food. So why this book now? Why write about Talat Pasha? Yeah, I was in a way reluctant to to draw near to the to the to the power holders. I I start I was much more interested in in history from below uh, in the provinces, in the periphery, in 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 in, in the people who who, who were uh, 
who suffered repression or marginalization. So I did a lot of studies and wrote also a lot on, on Kurds, on Alevis, on, on the Armenians, uh, and uh, did this uh, also, for example, on the, on, on the important uh, basis of American missionary sources. Uh, but uh, in a way, I, I felt then more and more the necessity and, uh, in a way, the duty uh, to, to research also the center after so much studies about the, the, the periphery and, 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 and those below. And uh, so I, I finally uh, took uh, uh, um, uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I finally uh, then confront, uh, uh, met the challenge. Um, huh. I, I could now not find the word. There is a German word, den Stier bei den Hörnern packen. <laughs> so really attack attack the, the issue so uh, finally i got the the courage um, also the means thanks to an australian fellowship that's why i'm in australia now uh-huh. I, I i profit from a future fellowship from the australian research council and uh, that has allowed me then to fully elaborate what was already in my mind what i had partly started that is this uh, biography, this critical biography of Talat, uh, the main uh, figure of the Committee of Union and Progress. So the main power holder, the the seminal uh, politician uh, in the the Ottoman Middle East of the 1910s. So that's, uh, yeah, what I I now have uh, could finish this year. Um, Yeah, I I feel, uh, I feel, uh, how to say, uh, I I feel uh, now uh, like uh, liberated from from a long work and duty. (laughs) Yeah, but but happy to to have done it. So we were talking earlier, I know this took you years to write. What? How 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 available were the sources for this? Did you find the sources that you expected? Did how, how hard was it to track down what you needed to know to write this book? Mm-hmm. I, I would say I found uh, largely what I wanted uh, because I, I was already uh, a historian, uh, uh, quite versed in the, in those in the in in, in what uh, is possible with regard to the archives. Let's say the only archive uh, which I, where I could not do systematical studies are the military archives in Ankara, uh, uh, because Talat, even if he was not the minister of war, uh, but that is typical for this uh, figure, for this imposing figure, has a lot as to, to, to do also with, with the army and with the special organization. Uh, and uh, so there is uh, a lot of uh, he, him, of, of his, uh, of, of documents with his names also in the military archives. But they have a totally selective uh, way of giving documents or not giving documents. Already the access is rather difficult. So I did not play this game and uh, had enough of, uh, had a lot of uh, other uh, uh, archives um, and also what is probably the most important uh, source uh, i had diaries 
this is uh, this is this because for a biography you need uh, something more than administrative uh, sources and uh, so you have seen you have read the book uh, i have uh, made use uh, especially of three diaries that are uh, accessible since uh, very recently only and uh, yeah all in all i i i have uh, found the the, the diversity, the variety of sources that I wanted, also from Armenian sources, from uh, ARF, Armenian Revolutionary Federation sources, um, memo- uh, memoirs uh, of, of Armenian uh, figures, uh, to uh, German sources, which are very important, uh, both uh, the official sources uh, of the foreign ministry and uh, the private sources, what was written as memoirs and, and others, letters uh, of Germans are present uh, there. And uh, I have used uh, Austrian also, uh, French, uh, British, American sources. So I would say it's a, it's, it's a very broad uh, basis, uh, but uh, as uh, the what has given me the closest access to the to the personality, let's say the vibrant uh, part or uh, the the window that that he gave me uh, access uh, to 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 the to the character of the person that were was especially the diary of uh, of the of Talat's collaborator Chavit uh-huh. Bey. So the. Minister of the Finances, yeah. Well, maybe we can start by just yes. asking you, um, what was what was Talat like as a person? Where did he grow up? What was he like to talk to? Uh, what would people who met him say about him? Uh, what kind of person was he? Yeah, uh, he is uh, the child of a uh, lower middle class uh, family uh, in Edirne, that is in the European part of uh, Ottoman Turkey, but also of today's Turkey. It's uh, not far from the from the frontier to 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 Greece. And uh, it he's he lost uh, early his father, so he was the only male in a family with uh, sisters and, and his uh, mother. And uh, he went to school, but did not finish uh, his secondary school because he had troubles with his uh, teachers. Uh, he even uh, must have had, uh, he even must have struck a teacher so that he was uh, instantaneously dismissed then from, from school. So he is one of these of the self-made mans that we know from history who had uh, also who, who had not really studied uh, and uh, but who nevertheless then uh, then acquired a quite um, important knowledge uh, at least the knowledge they needed uh, for uh, what they wanted and they wanted power and that's uh, very clear that's uh, that's a key notion in in Talat's biography and uh, but this of course came step by step uh, in uh, Talat uh, 
uh, came uh, very uh, early, already as a teenager, uh, in, in touch with uh, the young Turk, uh, the Turk opposition in the, in the underground against the Sultan Abdul Hamid. Uh, the, the Committee of Union on Progress, uh, which is so a, a crucial uh, uh, organization in, in this biography, was founded at the end of the 1880s at the Military School of Medicine in, in Istanbul. And uh, there it, uh, it, uh, it, it, it established a, a kind of a network, a secret network during the 90s. And, and Talat himself came then into contact with members of this network in Edirne and uh, felt very much, um, uh, felt very much, um, uh, 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 challenged and 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 also uh, uh, he, he felt close to this kind of discourse, patriotic discourse, uh, but also subversive discourse, rebellious discourse, and uh, he he was then imprisoned because of these contacts and activities of that cell in in Edirne and uh, came later free um, after more than a year and uh, could get a post in uh, Saloniki. So that's also in the European, uh, at that time, European uh, Ottoman Turkey. Now it's uh, Thessaloniki, it's in Greece. And Saloniki was later really the center of the Committee of Union and Progress. And Talat built up this center. So he was a master networker in the underground. And, and that is an absolute uh, distinctive uh, feature of his uh, personality. So he is a, he's a secretive um, conspirationist uh, networker who, 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 has, uh, who, is very, who was very talented in, in making contacts, in, in motivating people, bringing them together, uh, uh, organizing um, uh, a whole uh, group and, and, and also intimidating, if necessary, people who could have been a risk for this uh, group, uh, including uh, intimidating to kill already, uh, also before the revolution. And uh, so he managed to build up the center of the young Turks in, in opposition in Saloniki. And the second center, of course, was in exile in Europe, uh, in, first in Geneva, then in Paris. And uh, they, they uh, 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 joined, uh, fused uh, in 1907, and Talat was the representative, informal representative of the, of the Saloniki center. And uh, Dr. Um, Nazem, that uh, coming from Paris, and that was the preparation then of the of the Young Turk Revolution. A year later, um, the, at that time, the Armenian Revolutionary Federation was part of this uh, pact of this uh, joint venture, and uh, that's how. Uh, finally, they got really on the sur political surface, as the Committee of Union Progress, with the Young Turk Revolution of July 1908. Uh, it, they had not already the persons, uh, the politicians uh, that could, uh, uh, could have uh, executive posts, so still Abdul Hamid, the Sultan, 
remain at his place and 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 his figures, his experienced politicians would continue, but according to the directives of the of the committee, and this means also the directives of Talat. In contrast to a few years later, Talat at this stage was one among several. Uh, important committee members, especially these military doctors, so Dr. Nazim and also Dr. Aitin Shakir. Uh, they, uh, also they had a better education. They had been a long time in Europe, so they had uh, um, in the committee itself uh, a very strong stand. Uh, and uh, Talat was certainly not uh, simply the, the first person or a primus inter pares, but already he started to be the face of the committee then. Uh, and in 1909, uh, he he was the first minister of uh, the, the first minister of the CUP of the Committee of Union Progress. Uh, uh, that is uh, the first who, who who got an executive post together with uh, Chavit whom I mentioned already, the finance minister, then also in summer 1909. Uh, so he already became uh, uh, visible uh, and, and more than the others, uh, the, the eminence Greece, as one calls them also, these military doctors who were at that time so important, they uh, remained very important in the committee, but could never, what was Talat's uh, strengths, combine both a strong position in the com in the secretive committee and a strong position in the visible public politics in the parliament and in the government so that's uh, the, the the key for for Talat's uh, uh, power is that he combined uh, both uh, power uh, sources uh, uh, of course, at that time he was a, a greenhorn. He, he was totally new in politics, uh, and it took him uh, several years uh, to to then uh, be able to to become really the first figure. But this is the case in 1913. So there were crises in between. There there was also the big crisis in already in April 1909 with the counter. A putsch of 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 Islamist forces, but partly also um, supported by liberal forces, uh, because already then there was the fear that the Committee of Union and Progress would become authoritarian. And what it became, in fact, uh, uh, very much uh, a few years later. So there, it was a complex uh, counterpunch already uh, a few months after after the Young Turk Revolution. Then he became a minister together with Chavit, then also others. Uh, uh, but uh, he was finally disillusioned from the parliamentary life. Uh, so this crisis that we see in his life. Uh, which has different dimensions, uh, the political crisis, as I just described, this illusion with uh, democracy, with uh, parliamentary, parliamentarism, uh, is, uh, uh, goes hand in hand with a personal crisis. He, 
he, the doctor says him that he will not be able to father a child. He, he was just uh, uh, freshly married um, in 1912. And, uh, uh, and the same year, uh, in July, was a putsch against uh, a government dom- dominated by the uh, Young Turks, as by the Committee of Union and Progress at Talat and the other ministers uh, were dismissed, uh, and the party was very much uh, threatened uh, of dissolution by uh, so-called liberal, uh, uh, the so-called liberals who, who came uh, to the power in that uh, July of 1912. Uh, so that was a very critical year, and the talat that we see then in the 1910s and during World War I is very much informed by this crisis that made a radical and a warmonger uh, out uh, from him before he he was widely seen and especially also by Armenian uh, uh, colleagues as or comrades or brothers as they called themselves political brothers as as revolutionaries as they under, understood uh, one the other uh, the revolutionaries of the 1908 the brothers of the in this political sense, uh, he was seen until then as a, as a Democrat or comparatively as a Democrat who, who had a, a vision of, of, of new uh, interactions between the different elements of the empire and of new political fundaments uh, based on the, on, the, on the constitution of 1908. And uh, so uh, we have very much to take into account the the development of the personality and the turns and changes. And I really emphasize this uh, development and and turn in Talat's political life, but combined to his uh, personal life in the second half of 1912, when he then uh, sees the solution for the political problem, but maybe also for the personal problem in a very proactive, uh, uh, warm uh, uh, attitude. So, uh, and also a populist, to a certain extent, a populist attitude. I said that the committee had been very secretive and the, the military doctors I mentioned uh, were, uh, were secretive persons. They were not public persons. Talat was already, to a certain extent, a public person since uh, uh, the Young Turk Revolution, but now he became also um, uh, an orator. So he made uh, speeches together with others uh, uh, that, uh, that called for war against the Balkan states in the fall of 1912. So normally you read in the textbooks, and that's not wrong, but it's not the whole uh, picture, that aggressive Balkan states attacked the Ottoman Empire. But if you look now, what what happened with these young Turks in in the opposition for a moment because of the July Putsch 1912, they wanted war at any price they wanted war, and they called the people, the, the, the students, the, um, the, 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 all the intelligentsia, the press, 
and they were quite they had quite some support um, and the liberals were not so severe in their repressions of of that uh, of the young turks uh, then uh, in in a in a temporary uh, opposition they could have been totally dissoluted at that time so we see talat as a as a warmonger as a as a populist as a public orator as very subversive, as wanting war, calling to war against uh, these Balkan states, and war then fin- and then finally comes in the in the October of nineteen twelve, and is is dramatically lost by by uh, an insufficiently prepared uh, Ottoman army, uh, uh, and in in a way that's what. Uh, what uh, what played into the game of 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 course of of Talat because this allowed him then to prepare not alone but as the as the mastermind of of, of the whole action uh, the putsch of uh, January 1913 which was decisive uh, for the establishment of the Young Turk single party rule that lasted until until the fall of 1918. So, so, so that's a wonderful narrative. Um, and, and you point out this, this moment where Talat and, and people around him reimagine the future for the Ottoman Empire. So, so what is his vision for the future? What, what, what does he want to have happen? What does he want the Ottoman Empire to look like as he's, as he's um, involved in these events in 1912 and 1913? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, again. It's 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 really a turning point. Before one could have believed, but of course, um, that's not so sure. And and Shukri Haniolo, our colleague in in uh, in Princeton, was very right in, uh, in in making clear how strongly Turkist uh, uh, were already members of the Committee of Union and Progress, even before 1908. But nevertheless, uh, there was a constitutional enthusiasm. So a vision for the Ottoman future based on a more democratic, uh, as on a, demo, on, on, a, on a constitution and a revised, more democratic constitution, also, uh, and and we cannot deny that Talat shared in this vision, at least to a, to a certain extent. Uh, we have already before his crisis uh, uh, some uh, uh, some clear signs that he does no longer really share in this in this uh, in this vision, but. Uh, it became uh, entirely clear uh, that uh, he has changed and, and ha- that he follows other visions with this turn of, of late 1912 and then, uh, of course, the establishment of the single party rule. And, and so your question was, wh- what was then the vision for the empire? So that was, uh, it was really a different vision. Uh, it was still imperial, so... In this sense, uh, it was uh, yeah that that was a common trait, but it was not imperial in the sense of uh, democratic or more democratic, diverse, uh, balanced, uh, 
perhaps to a certain extent, federal um, Ottoman Empire, also the Young Turks were always reluctant against any uh, regionalization. They were always centralist, one, one must uh, clearly see this, but he, he became even more centralist. Uh, and what was totally different was, uh, was uh, 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 more and more explicit uh, 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 Turkish nationalism or Turkism that uh, made these uh, imperial actors, imperial nationalist actors. So that uh, sounds like a paradox, but this means that they had a very strong uh, now identification with a new nationalist current, an ethno-nationalist current uh, that uh, had uh, as the most important, uh, as its most important profit, uh, uh, profit and ideologue uh, at that time, Zia Gökalp, uh, a, a close uh, a friend of uh, Talat, also member of the Central Committee, also then in Saloniki. He came from the Arbakir, but uh, settled down in Saloniki in 1909. So this uh, new uh, the nationalist, Turkish uh, current uh, really reshapes uh, the imperial uh, self-understanding of uh, these young imperial actors and uh, makes them uh, 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 radical in the sense that their nationalist enthusiasm uh, gives them uh, ideas uh, that are partly exuberant and uh, sure, certainly, in, 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 to a large extent, very intolerant vis-à-vis uh, -vis the other non-Turkish elements uh, of the empire. So what we called before Ottomanism, that is the idea of a, of a common Ottoman uh, coexistence uh, uh, based on a constitution, disappears uh, more and more. And what takes the center stage is uh, this uh, new Turkism, but uh, we, we must be very clear, which is a Muslim Turkism. So it's very much mixed with an understanding, a selective understanding of Islam. Uh, Gökhal takes the, 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 the theological claim of supremacy uh, from, the, from, uh, the, from Sunni Islam and combines it with uh, this new uh, pan-Turkist uh, vision and, and self-understanding, uh, both culturally at that time, the expression is mostly cultural, then during the World War I it becomes also political at the, at the start already. And uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, a, 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 a very new outlook, uh, an outlook uh, that uh, is, uh, that does not know uh, limits. Uh, so you had before um, the, the humble, uh, let's say, uh, uh, wisdom among many uh, Ottoman actors uh, around 1908 that the, the, mo the main challenge would be to, to 
to hold the empire together, or even if one would lose uh, certain parts, then at least to build up from the interior uh, a, a better, more prosperous, also politically more uh, solid and, and possibly more democratic uh, society. Now, this, uh, this uh, domestic uh, constructive aspects, uh, in a way, uh, 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 does uh, uh, yeah uh, loses its uh, its importance its urgency uh, because a much bigger greater more, much more appealing ideology ideology is there that not only wants the real re- restoration of the empire but even the expansion and in any case in any case it wanted. Uh, Asia Minor, that's Anatolia, as a national home of the for the Turks. So again, uh, we have something like a paradox: a national home of the Turks, but it's it's an empire. It's not a paradox. It's uh, it's this uh, this historical fact of what others also call a, a national of national imperialists. Uh, who combine uh, a kind uh, a vision of a nation state with with empire, uh, which was anyways uh, to, um, uh, yeah comparably the case with the colonial empires of the European nation states. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, Talat. Uh, that's the Committee of Union on Progress in 1913 um, and 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 before at the eve of the of World War One. So, um. At the very just before the war, there's a, a, a decision made by Talat and, and other people in the government uh, in the need to, I guess you would call, cleanse um, a group of people. The, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The room is the room. Is that right? Um, the room, yeah, yeah. The Greek Orthodox um, uh, Ottoman uh, city. Yeah. What, yeah. what does that tell us about how? This imagined future, how, how the Talat intended to put this imagined future into into, into place. Why, why why the decision to remove these Greek Orthodox, and, and what does that say about the direction of Talat's policies? Yeah. So, uh, as I just uh, said, so in any case, uh, Anatolia should become national home. For the Turks, so under under the exclusive sovereignty, uh, politically but also economically, culturally, and uh, now this uh, uh, removal, expulsion of the Rum at the Aegean coast, so in the in the in the, in the greater region of Izmir, uh, this uh, was part of uh, of this vision of of. Uh, national home uh, Anatolia, but uh, I re-emphasize within uh, an imperial vision. And of course, uh, it was uh, uh, very strongly also a resentful reaction, but uh, uh, a resentful reaction with a lot of uh, rationality against, uh, also to the losses uh, during the Balkan Wars uh, when there were 100 uh, 
thousands of uh, Muslim migrants, refugees, uh, or people who were expulsed uh, uh, from uh, during war, uh, during the Balkan Wars. So uh, it was um, a kind of a revenge uh, that that is, uh, by the way, uh, an, abs- an absolute key word in, 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 the, in the Young Turk uh, publications of the time. So revenge, revenge is... Is, 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 is what they call for, and it is part of the revenge uh, uh, of, against the victory of, the, of Greece uh, uh, to expulse these people and to make place for Muslims, Muslims uh, of, of coming from the Balkans. Yeah, at the same time, uh, we see it now retrospectively as a, as a first um, very important uh, part of, uh, of, of a very broad uh, demographic engineering that went on in the, in the decades to come. You make a point in the book, um, a, a good point about the need to see things from Istanbul as opposed to Paris or Britain. Or, or London or, or Berlin. So in, in 1914, is, is Talat's looking around from Istanbul. Um, how does he see the world and why does he think that war is the right answer to the challenges facing the empire? Yeah, so you mean the First World War? The Great War? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although it, I suppose, didn't have to be the First World War. You talk at least in part, about the, the, the danger that there would be a, mm-hmm. a Greco-Ottoman conflict that from which World War One could have emerged if history had gone differently. Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. So, so he, he is really in the war modus, Talat, since the fall of 1912. So war is for him... Uh, not only legitimate, it is it is a, a real the key to 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 solutions and and uh, in a gamble that he accepts because he anyway uh, yeah he there there, uh, there were a lot of losses and and we can only gamble and 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 then perhaps we will win that uh, one must see that uh, in this sense uh, there was a, a different political mentality. In, 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 in Istanbul. And um, after, uh, all, after all the, 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 the events uh, in the Balkans, already before the Balkan Wars, with, with rebellions, with guerrillas, with, with, uh, with uh, ass- political assassinations, which, which were nearly a normality. And so the, the, the assassination in Sarajevo was, was not part, very special for special news for Istanbul, whereas, whereas it was uh, special news for Europe. Uh, yeah, and uh, so he, 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 they were experienced in dealing with such events and experience in looking for advantages, perhaps, to, to take from, from such uh, as well, from crisis. Uh, profiting from crisis. Uh, that's, uh, that's something that Europe uh, in the Belle Epoque uh, was not so much used uh, to do, at least not in Europe itself. Yeah. The colonies are, are a partly different world. Uh, yeah, so um, Talat uh, really uh, uh, 
prepared war against Greece, not only Talat, Envar, so the, 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 the single party regime, because they wanted to take back uh, islands uh, near to the, to, to, the, to the Anatolian coast. By the way, the same islands uh, recently, Erdogan uh, said uh, they, they must be Turk. So it's, it's, uh-huh. no, it's not so old an issue. It's, it's, it's quite a topical issue, as, as is much of what, uh, what I, I, I had to write, to write in this book. Uh, a lot is, is very topical, including now this, uh, this issue of the islands that was, uh, Aegean islands that was uh, a main reason for the single party regime to prepare war and to do all to acquire uh, uh, warships uh, and uh, also uh, to to have the the the, the audacity or, or their devilry to 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 expel two hundred thousand uh, people. Imagine this in peace times. In peace times, such an expulsion, uh, and and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's really astonishing uh, that uh, the European diplomacy. Did not react uh, more, uh, yeah, more d- d- decisively. But um, again, that one must see all factors. At the same time, the reform plan for the Armenian, for the eastern provinces, uh, including Armenians, uh, Kurds, uh, and others, uh, had been signed. So there was also a lot of hope, and and one did not want to, 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 to. Uh, in a way, to, to put an obstacle now um, into the, op, the, the, the realization of these reforms in the eastern part of Asia Minor with a too severe reaction against uh, what the, uh, the Talat uh, did in the West. Uh, so uh, we have... Um, a, a, a really a particular situation with both signs of peace and the peaceful futures and signs of war and, and, and the future of war in this spring of 1914. But what we must say, looking from Istanbul, and that's your question, uh, these people at, at the top of the committee and, and Talat uh, as the first one, they... Uh, calculated with war. So they wanted war with Greece, they prepared war with Greece. Of, of course, they wanted war once they were ready to win the war. And uh, they uh, were uh, not so uh, badly surprised when there was the, the July crisis in Europe. On the contrary, they were quite happy because that gave them the chance to finally, finally uh, now uh, conclude an alliance with an European great power, what they always had wanted and always had been refused. And, and Wangenheim, the, the German ambassador, still refused, was reluctant at the first moment when they came to him asking for an alliance after mid-July 1914. And then we have this famous note uh, of uh, Kaiser Wilhelm uh, at the margin of a telegram. Uh, Wangenheim must uh, change. Uh, we, 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 we will, uh, of course, uh, uh, yeah, we will need uh, the alliance. Uh, we will need every rifle for a war that is preparing. 
And so that's how this alliance uh, then uh, comes um, uh, to be uh, concluded in, in, on the 2nd of August. And we see very happy uh, young Turks, very, very happy, enthusiastic Talat in these, on these days. We can read this in the diary of, of Javid, who was with all these guys. He, he just came back uh, the, uh, and, uh, from Europe and, and, and he, he, he saw them and, and he was perplexed because Javid is, is the one in the, in the committee who has often a bit a different, uh, more skeptical uh, attitude. But they are happy, and the, the press of the of the of the committee, the committee press, which anyway is is in line, put in line since uh, since the since the single party rule, uh, they really they write articles that uh, that uh, show uh, uh, Schadenfreude, that is uh, happiness on that uh, on the fact that now Europe is. Uh, is, is experiencing uh, catastrophe as uh, the Ottoman Empire had experienced it during the Balkan Wars. With the, with the alliance with Germany, how, how does Talat plan to win the war? Uh, he, over, he is overconfident as far as Germany is concerned. He's not the only one to be overconfident. They, they see Germany as an invincible power. And of course, Germany was a very impressive power. Uh, one, one might forget this uh, in retrospective, but the Germany was the, was, the, was the locomotive in economy, in military. Uh, and, uh, and 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 very up uh, upcoming promising uh, world power uh, in the in the early 20th century so he was overconfident so he believed that with germany at uh, his side uh, the war would anyway be won and so the gamble was uh, was very audacious. Uh, so the gamble included uh, just uh, from the start, because the war started, in fact, uh, not with the official entrance uh, of the Ottoman Empire into the war at the end of, of October, so after the events of the, the attack at the end of the October against uh, against uh, the Black Sea Russian Black Sea towns, but it it started immediately uh, uh, in August uh, with the preparations, with guerrilla activities at the Caucasus front. Uh, and the gamble was very audacious that this uh, 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 penetration of the Russian front in the Caucasus and, and then the, 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 the conquest of the Caucasus, uh, including uh, Baku, also up to the Caspian Sea, it included the, the, the reconquest of Egypt, uh, which uh, the Britain uh, confiscated. Also, yeah, Britain was the, was the protect, uh, had had Egypt as, a, as a, under its administration since, uh, since the late 19th century, but uh, it uh, uh, annexed it uh, then uh, with, with, the, with the outbreak of First World War. So, uh, uh, very. Uh, uh, a very uh, audacious gamble, uh, partly or, or largely, uh, largely uh, based on overconfidence on Germany.
but also, as I said, on, on this uh, new ideological outlook that uh, lacked uh, a balanced uh, and sober uh, understanding of, 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 uh, of, of, of geopolitics. So, um, so that's the, the idea is that they will rely on or they will um, work with a, a, an exceptionally powerful German state to, um, to win the war and their immediate contribution to this will be this offensive in the Caucasus. Uh, as you point out in the book, the kind of chronology here has become important in terms of how people try and explain the decisions about the actions against Armenians in, in April or May. So so can you walk us through kind of the chronology in those next few months of what, what happens in the fall and winter of 1914, 1915, uh, and what that says about Talats and other people's attitudes toward Armenians in, in the spring of 1915? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> it's uh, that. Yeah, these are uh, these are, uh, are are really yeah questions we discussed uh, now for uh, for years very intensively, yeah. and so now what's 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 the main picture uh, that uh, emerges from Talat's biography, political biography? So on uh, one point is important. So the, uh, uh, and may a little bit. Uh, change um, the the picture we have not not entirely. Uh, even we have got in in recent uh, uh, research, we have um, a very um, aggressive uh, <coughs> uh, 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 top. We have very aggressive top leaders, especially. Uh, Enver and Talat, and also Talat. Often you read, one reads in the textbook and, and in research that Talat was, was reluctant and only Enver was the only one who, who wanted war. I think I, I can very clearly show that this was not the case. Uh, just Talat was, was the better diplomat and, and he could play with different faces to, towards different uh, uh, representatives in Istanbul. But uh, in fact, he, he was in, 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 in agreement with, with Enver um, in the main points, and especially also with regard to war in, in the Caucasus, which is now our, uh, which is really a main argument and, 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 and the main background for the Armenian genocide. So it is important to see this war in the Caucasus prepared and partly implemented from August 1914 as a, as a guerrilla war with many deaths already and, um, and, 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 um, and killing of civilians and, and, and robbing of, 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 of them because uh, uh, also these milices that were... Uh, uh, also put up um, beside uh, the regular army, they had, they lacked often uh, the, the necessary uh, uh, material and food. So, so uh, uh, robbing and 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 attacking uh, uh, Christian villages on on the one or the other side of the frontier was a means to to provide uh, uh, what was needed. So it's very important to see this as 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 a general picture. In uh, at the Caucasus uh, uh, front, from the Black Sea to 
northern Iran. So it's, it's a very broad uh, uh, front that is put up already. And, uh, and it's partly already gets uh, brutalized uh, very early. It is also important to see that Talat already at that uh, uh, stage, that is in early September, uh, sends a circular telegram in which he orders to the, the governors um, in, in those provinces, uh, but quite large, as in Eastern Asia Minor, uh, to very closely uh, uh, survey the, the, the Armenian uh, organizations, Armenian leaders, Armenian intelligentsia, and to prepare all to arrest them if necessary. So that's something uh, one must know. This does not mean that there is now a blueprint to genocide. There is not. It is this, what I said. But that's very important. It is, of course, uh, a step toward the, toward the, the selection of, of, of the whole group already. And then we see uh, that all, nearly all the campaigns fail in this uh, first uh, half year. Uh, so uh, the campaign into the Caucasus fails catastrophically at the end of December. So the campaign then that was led uh, with regular with the regular army that uh, enters the game uh, after the official entrance into war in November and uh, in uh, and uh, also the conquest of uh, of Egypt. Uh, by Jamal Pasha's army fails uh, in early two, uh, 1914 and uh, also there are defeat there is a defeat in southern Iraq so this it's a very depressive time in uh, late uh, January and February and then uh, so so it's 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 nearly uh, uh, paraly- paralysis uh, and and Talat uh, as a person is uh, very visibly uh, depressed. Chavit uh, writes how how depressed he saw his friend, and uh, it is then uh, this uh, decisive victory on the 18th of uh, of March against uh, this uh, naval uh, breakthrough uh, 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 or attempt at a naval breakthrough uh, in, the, in the Dardanelles. This uh, first victory that, uh, in a way, uh, changes the situation, galvanizes again this uh, aggressive spirit uh, and, and, uh, and enables then Talat and the committee to again proactively take uh, the affairs into their hands and to, to, to be even more audacious and murderous in this case in their uh, planning of the near future. So the, the planning of the attack against the Armenians is something that uh, we see being done and, 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 and we see it being done both because these decisive people meet, co- those coming back from the Eastern Front with all the fresh observations and experience and ideas also, and, uh, of course, the main actors, the main uh, uh, leaders uh, in, the, in the capital. 
So uh, this said, uh, I, I should perhaps add that um, already uh, at a very severe repression of Armenian leaders had started uh, then in late uh, 1914 uh, uh, related to this campaign uh, that led by Enver that finally failed catastrophically at Zarekamesh. But uh, there was not, uh, not the, 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 the the confidence, the let's say the the daredevil confidence that that one could do such big a thing and and murder as a thing as mm. as a genocide as we call it uh, today uh, at that time because depression then began to reign and and in this sense also a political. Uh, political passivity, uh, and this was uh, only then turned uh, in mid, after mid-March and went together with this first very important victory that was followed then by other victories in the defense of, of the capital uh, on the peninsula of Gallipoli. Uh, so uh, the decision then uh, to attack frontally and totally the Armenians uh, is something that emerges at that time and is not done by Atalat alone. So it is uh, uh, there come several very radical suggestions by governors and by the uh, the, the, the leader of the special organization. Uh, which uh, is uh, an, organ- uh, uh, an organization, secretive, uh, uh, militant um, uh, uh, organization for special organ- for, for special actions uh, uh, that is, uh, is is fully in the hand of the of the Committee of Union and Progress, and it, not only of Enver but also Talat. The correspondence uh, shows this very clearly. So this leader, that's Baitin Shakir, so one of the eminence agrees. Uh, comes back to Istanbul, uh, so and then come telegram arrive from the east from governors saying, also suggesting very radical action, including the extermination regionally of Armenians. So it is Talat who synthesizes uh, this all uh, and put it and operationalizes it in his telegrams of the 24th of April, uh, which uh, start with the attack on the Armenian leadership and intelligentsia. And then uh, one again can argue rightly, but that's not already the genocide, that's the attack on the intelligentsia. Uh, yes, yes, but uh, very soon, uh, a few weeks later, we see then uh, the first uh, measures taken by Talat, partly suggested by governors on the spot against the whole populations of uh, eastern provinces. And from June, uh, there uh, emerges the picture of, uh, of a total removal of the Armenians from the whole of Asia Minor, starting, uh, of course, in the eastern provinces. But uh, it uh, is absolutely clear then in, uh, in July. And that's also what uh, the, the ambassador Wangenheim then very clearly puts he, when he writes uh, to Berlin that now it's the extermination of the Armenian race in the 
Turkish Ottoman Empire that takes place. I'm, you make a point in the book about the Ottoman, I don't know if tradition is the right word, but, but the fact that the Ottomans have used policies of removal and persecution in, 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 in years before World War One and before the Committee of Union and Progress. That there, I don't know if the tradition of this kind of policy is the right way to put it, but at least there are examples of this kind of, of, a, of a policy of removal. Does Talat, does he see himself as acting in a longer tradition of Ottoman policy, or does he see himself advocating and his, and his colleagues advocating and accomplishing something distinctively different? No, he is clearly, and his conscience is clearly and, and, and outspokenly that uh, of a revolutionary who brings new, um, uh, something new, uh, who creates a new Turkey. That's already a slogan of uh, his era. And uh, who, who uses new patterns and who boasts that he did in three months uh, much more against the Armenians than Abdul Hamid, Sultan Abdul Hamid had had done in in 30 years. Uh, and, and under Abdul Hamid, you know, there was a, were terrible massacres of, of more than 100,000 Armenians in the, in the 1890s. So he boasted with having done something much bigger and, and of a new dimension. And uh, so it's, of course, he is uh, an imperially biased, as I, as I very... Co- very, um, let's say, uh, strategic, as I say, very strategically in my book, uh, I use this notion of the uh, imperial bias. So he, he, he acts in a tradition of an imperial bias, meaning that uh, power uh, relation is, 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 is a, key, uh, a, a key reference for his political personality. But uh, it is the new dimension of, of, uh, of a Europe of the extremes that in a way starts uh, uh, there uh, because uh, my book uh, very clearly puts the Ottoman Empire into a larger or greater Europe. Uh, and uh, it is the first genocide within Europe uh, in this sense. Uh, and, and he is the one who... Who, who was politically capable, to put it cynically, uh, to do this. And he is conscious that he is uh, acting in a new dimension and uh, a new radicality, as demanded by a revolutionary of the 20th century, in his self-understanding. In, in, in a similar kind of question, we... Um... We talked about the the removal of the Greek Orthodox Christians. You you also point out the, um, I guess destruction is maybe the right word of Assyrian Christians during the war. Does Talad see these population movements and destructions as all of one piece? Is this, or or is the treatment of the Armenians somehow different? <clears throat> Certainly, we can speak of uh, of an overall uh, demographic engineering. Uh, this is certainly the pictures that emerges uh, historically when we analyze uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, situation and uh, and the, the policy as a whole. Uh, so, with regard to the 
to the but but we yeah with regard to the Assyrians or the Syriac uh, people we do we do not have uh, the same uh, policy uh, uh, explicitly uh, written down ordered by Talat as with the Armenians we have the same uh, we have exactly the same persecution in certain provinces of Eastern Asia Minor, but mostly due to the uh, action of local uh, governors or or local um, uh, authorities, uh, uh, including officers. uh, uh, But it's not... uh, uh, the, the, the record in the, in the Ottoman archive from the Ministry of the Interior, so Talat acted as the Minister of the Interior uh, during uh, all this uh, time uh, before he became a Grand Vizier in 1917. Uh, so uh, he, 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 he had uh, the idea to attack the Assyrians in the sense of uh, of uh, of a removal into the interior already in November. So we have an order by Tala uh, to uh, the to the governor uh, of one uh, demanding the removal, uh, also the deportation of the displacement of these people uh, to the interior. But uh, it's not uh, possible at that time. And uh, then when once he turns against the Armenians. Uh, uh, in the spring and summer of 1915, he at uh, at a certain moment when the governor of the Arbakir includes all Christians, that is also the Syriac uh, Christians, then Talat, because of the intervention of of of, of the German ambassador, explicitly says uh, to the governor, Doctor Rashid, that the Syriacs are not included in these policy in these measures, disciplinary measures, as, 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 is, as, as the telegram goes. So uh, we have always to distinguish, uh, yet uh, one can say it is the top of, uh, of, the, of the iceberg, it's the extreme of, uh, of a whole uh, 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 set of, of, of demographic engineering it's the exterminatory uh, the culmination of a, of a broader uh, policy that we see very clearly directed against the Armenians uh, and uh, explicitly as far as such a policy ever can be explicit, uh, because we know in, uh, for all genocide it's, it's normally never explicit, but as far as it can be explicit, uh, uh, so it was explicit only against uh, the Armenians, and this has uh, several reasons. The Armenians were overproportionately well organized, overproportionately well educated, thus not assimilable to such uh, an ideology uh, as uh, wanted by the single party rule, so dangerous in their view. They were those who had been involved in the state since the Ottoman reforms of the 19th century. They wanted to become equals, uh, including an equal say in the politics. So they were uh, the guys uh, Talat uh, feared most, 
as uh, competition, as, uh, as, uh, as actors who had good connections internationally also, so not only uh, organized within the empire. So there are uh, quite a lot of reasons why the Armenians were attacked. Of course, one of the main reasons, if we, if we do the, comparis, the, compar- the comparison with the Jews, is that they were attackable. They were vulnerable. The Jews were in the Yeshuv in Palestine were vulnerable to a certain extent. But Hmm. uh, uh, Western, British, French warships could every time come close there. And uh, and, uh, then the Jews had a much better uh, uh, connection with regard uh, to to the capitals, also to the press, and Talat feared additional bad news. So he never uh, wanted to afford uh, something similar uh, to, to, to his attack against the Armenians, uh, uh, also against the Jews, because he could not afford to do both at the same time. And, and anyway, Palestine was not part of the core uh, lands, as of this, what I have called the national core lands, uh, or, or core land of the, of the empire, so that the Jews, uh, even if they were at risk, they were never at the same risk as, as were the Armenians. And Cemal uh, Pasha uh, had very clearly to understand when he corresponded with Talat uh, that he could not apply similar measures, even if non-exterminatory measures, that means as a measures of, 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 a, of, a, of, a, of a comprehensive expulsion in the case of uh, the issue of, of the Jews in Palestine, because Talat did not want this. So Talat ordered Jemal, and this is one among many proofs that Talat had the first say in the in the in the in the in the in the committee rule. Not it's not really a triumvirate. That's that's another revisionist point in my biography. It's uh, it's Talat's rule first, and he orders Jemal Pasha with regard to Palestine. What is to be done and what is not to be done. So we're drawing to the end of our time. I'd like to um, change directions a little bit at the end here. And, and you suggest in your book, it's actually one of the themes of your book, is that Talat and his policies and his example played a really critical role in establishing the basis for Turkey under Mustafa Kemal. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So that's... Um... Uh, he really uh, r- realized uh, the demographic and economic uh, fundament for uh, an exclusively Turkish nation state in Anatolia. Uh, Tal- uh, Kemal the Pasha, the, the later Ataturk, uh, was the ingenious organizer of the Muslim resistance. At that time, it was, a, it was a fight in the name of Islam from 1919 to 1922. So he was the, the organizer of the resistance, uh, himself a former CUP, uh, CUP, former CUP member, and together with 
with, uh, with, uh, with the COP people and with former cadres of uh, Talat, he, uh, he was successful in defending Asia Minor uh, in, in, in its entirety for this uh, reduced project, I say reduced project, because it was already a project, the national home, the Turk Yurdu, had already been a project uh, for 10 years before Mustafa Kemal. So he continued without the imperial uh, dimension what already had been uh, the project of the uh, COP leaders and Talat in particular. And we see a number of of reforms uh, on several levels. So I have mentioned already the, the demography and the economy, but also other reforms, more positive reforms uh, uh, with regard to the place of the woman, with regard to the revision of the family law, uh, with regard to, 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 to better um, education system, uh, with regard to Turkey, to, to a language reform, Turkish in, in, in the mosques, and so on and so forth. We see a lot already, uh, see that a lot already had been uh, 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 thought of, and not only this, partly already uh, in, 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 uh, 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 realized, uh, of course, never in that uh, radicality and uh, entirety as then uh, by uh, Mustafa Kemal Atatürk in the interwar period. Uh, what is another very clear uh, proof for, uh, for, uh, for my uh, statement that, uh, that, that Kemal Atatürk is the successor of Talat is the cooperation of both. When Talat was in exile in Berlin and, 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 Cemal, and Kemal uh, Pasha had the, the place of that, hold the leadership in, in Anatolia, they understood themselves as working for the same cause. But Talat now not at the first place and only in, uh, from abroad, uh, so internationally, and Kemal at the first place on the ground. So what should we think of Talat now? Yeah, what should we think? I think it's it's uh, it's a uh, very high time to uh, very soberly, uh, not resentfully, very soberly, uh, clearly uh, uh, see what went wrong, because that's I think uh, an expression we need to see. A lot went wrong in the 1910s, and genocide is 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 the is the worst aspect of it. Uh, no uh, person and, and, uh, is, is totally evil, uh, and uh, Talat, uh, uh, not Talat as well, uh, yet uh, he stands for a very, very dark shadow, and it's time to, to speak this uh, 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 openly out uh, in, in research, in scholarship, but also in politics, because there are uh, so many streets, mosques and schools with the tame, name of Talat uh, in Turkey and beyond Turkey. 
And uh, that cannot be. That's that's wrong public history. That that destroys uh, political culture in any constructive democratic uh, sense based on human rights. So it's simply time to look soberly back at this person, his impact, and to learn, finally, uh, lessons. Uh, so it's, it's uh, hopefully that I was, uh, uh, in a way, a deconstructor of, uh, of Talat in this biography, But uh, as I say, with the hope that this uh, is helpful uh, because lessons can be learned, even if uh, very belatedly. Well, it's a wonderful book. And I I find myself saying this in a lot of interviews, but it's especially true with you that the the book is far richer than we've had a chance to do it justice. So so I encourage listeners to go out and and purchase it and and read the argument in full. and it's it's a fascinating book. Um, so Hans Lucas, we I always ask guests the same final question, and, and, and that's pretty simple. Um, and it actually applies for me now. I will be on a plane in a couple nights, so I have a ample time to read. Um, what what would you suggest to listeners? What a, a book or two, or perhaps a movie? Um, I don't know. What what was meaningful to you? that you would like other people to read as you, as you thought about the subject? Yeah, uh, so, uh, of course, uh, I, I could not uh, find uh, the, the ultimate book on Talat because <laughs> in this case I had to write it myself. Yep. But there are uh, two books I, I wanted to mention uh, as, as an answer to your question. Uh, one uh, book is uh, 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 an eyewitness report by Jakob Künzler. Uh, the title mm-hmm. is In the Lands of Blood and Tears, Experiences in Mesopotamia During the World War. That's a book that very soberly but uh, very impressively shows what happens under Talat's rule in Urfa. So just in a, in a part of the empire. Yeah. And a very readable, uh, not so long book. The other one is uh, closer to the center. Uh, it's Armenian Golgotha by Grigoris Balakian. And uh, it's also a very readable book that shows the experiences of uh, an Armenian uh, prelate uh, uh, who is in Istanbul uh, during uh, this time, but then is arrested, is one of those arrested. But in contrast to so, uh, to the majority, uh, manages to survive uh, despite uh, uh, Talat's policy. These are my uh, two recommendations. Well, your book took, I think you said, almost or perhaps a whole decade to prepare. Um, I guess one reasonable option at this point would be just to relax. But my guess is you're working on something else. Do you have another project you're working on? Uh, yeah, uh, I am. Uh, I am thinking uh, now, and and in fact, I'm doing this since uh, since uh, several years already. Because, as I said, I'm, before you started the interview. It takes me a long time before writing a new book. So since a couple of years, I'm thinking about the book on the contemporary uh, Middle East uh, that uh, 
now it's it 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 sounds very differently but the book that uh, outspokenly uh, deals with the religious factors and the role of um, of eschatology of apocalyptic literature of uh, islam uh, Jewish uh, uh, faith and uh, Christian um, apocalyptical expectations, uh, and uh, not only Sunni Islam, also Shiite Islam. So I wanted, uh, and the thesis is, or, or the observation from which I start is that we see a lot of holy scripture on the surface of the political discourses, much more than uh, under Talat. And but you know you have read the book. There is a lot of religion uh-huh. already, uh, much more than we read um, in in some textbooks. And now we have arrived in a in a in a time where we have even more. We have even more uh, religious uh, holy, holy scripture at the surface of the political discourse. And I wanted to to do a study uh, on this. Uh, issue which will be a, a kind of a contemporary history of the Middle East, but uh, with this uh, particular, I would say, a crucial focus and key to understand what is going on today. Well, it sounds like a great project, and I hope you'll come back and uh, talk about it on the New Books Network when you're done. But for now, thank you so much for your time. It's a wonderful book, and I'm, I'm, I, I will thank you on behalf of the audience for um, explaining some high points of it. Thank you, Kelly, for this uh, conversation. All right. Well, take care.